It's the Fantasy Football Card Quest Podcast. Week two is in the books. His name's Andy. My name's Carter. The subscriber count's going up. People are starting to really enjoy what we're doing. And here's a very interesting thing. It's football cards all the time. And Andy, I'm not going to say, I don't want this episode to come off as braggadocio. Okay, because you and I were talking about Cooper Cup and Derek Carr. And I want you to tell the lovely listening audience who are the two players that I invested into this offseason. <laughs> Cooper Cup and Derek Carr. Look at that, baby. That's why you come right here, baby. And look, this is what you have to do. You have to put in the work. Okay, there's no other way around this football card business, Andy. You've got to find players to target in the offseason. And obviously, if they come through, you'll, you'll make some money. Sometimes you, they'll come through and you don't make money. Uh, and, and this is a very interesting thing, Andy, I want to touch on right off the get-go here on this episode, that you can be right, but you could also mishandle a situation when it comes to investing and flipping. And you can do something, Andy, as in get too greedy now share with the listening audience what exactly does it mean when you're selling football cards and you get a little too greedy well it means that you're trying to let's say you bought a a cooper cup psa 10 prism in the off season for 30 dollars, and now you see the values are at 70 but you're like wait a minute I mean, he's meeting with Matt Stafford for breakfast. They're talking trick plays, secret weapon plays. They're ready to go nuclear. And you want to try and potentially get four or five X your money, but you roll the dice of, you know, that performance just kind of flatlining or uh, he maybe gets injured. He does have an injury history, you know, things like that. You just miss if you don't uh, take the profits when you can, you, you definitely are running the risk of missing out on a really nice window to make some money. And, and we've talked how difficult it can be to sell cards for a profit. So when you are presented with those offers to sell your cards for a profit, I mean, especially in like a double up scenario, I mean, I would take it. I would take it. And that's what happened to me. So uh, I'm new to Starstock, and a few months ago when I actually got on there, I was looking for someone that I liked a lot. And I, I was really high on Cooper Cup going into the season. And I, I looked back, and I was like, okay, his PSA 10s on Starstock, Andy, were $35 a pop. There was two – and I bought both of them and didn't think a thing about it, right? And I sold one right before the season for 70 and then he balled out, and I had one listed for 140 and someone snagged it. And it is rare you, you it's rare when that happens. But here's the key thing. You have to learn from your mistakes because before last season, I did the same thing with Calvin Ridley. And I bought a bunch of Calvin Ridley cards. But guess what happened? I got way too greedy. And like Cooper Cup, after the first two weeks of the season last year, Calvin Ridley was the best wide receiver in fantasy or a top five, just depending on what type of league you're in and I got too greedy and I held on to those cards and I I was new I thought that the I thought you know Calvin Ridley turned out to have a great season 
sometimes you just have to take what you can get. And if you are holding on to a Cooper Cup card, it might be time to actually sell that thing. And the same thing is kind of true with Derek Carr. Uh, I, I bought, you know, a very expensive Derek Carr. Well, very expensive for me. I bought a $245 PSA 10 Derek Carr Select Auto, and I, I sold it before the season even began for about like four seventy. And I, I tried not to get too greedy, but guess what? Derek Carr balled out. That card is now worth more. And yeah, look, I don't have any regrets about that. I thought Derek Carr was going to have a really good season. I took what I could get, though. And sometimes you just have to do it because, Andy, share with the people what your market research showed last year, which was after the first month of the season, things started to you know kind of mellow out a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, even guys that were phenomenal fantasy producers week in and week out, if they were not on a team that was headed for the playoffs and they weren't on a big market team, you know, at that and your team wasn't headed for the playoffs, then their rookie cards were declining in value. I was able to uh, buy low on some very good athletes, you know, in October, November timeframe last year. Um, and it's just uh, the reality of the situation. And, you know, the same thing is true for two other players right now. Um, look, these were the four players we wanted to talk about that are like having the most red hot start to the season. We listed Cooper Cup and Derek Carr. And part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it is that you and I have done well with those two players. But the other two players that we've seen a lot of movement with is Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett. What have you seen? Because obviously Kyler's been a guy that's you know been on the forefront for a few years now. He's even gotten better. It looks like he's moving closer to the Mahomes uh, tier of the, of the elite of the elite quarterbacks in this league. And Tyler Lockett also, you know, right now outperforming DK Metcalf. What are you seeing there, Andy? Well, it's it's hard to get really good comparables for Kyler Murray because there's there's. Um, not really any other quarterbacks from the 2019 draft class that are in his same level of, of uh, elite, you know, ness, if that's a word. Um, and so I look at it because, you know, the print run is elevated in 2019 over 2018. And so when I'm comparing like Kyler Murray's base prism prices to that of Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, his should be a little bit under that. And Kyler is now, over Lamar Jackson, but still a little bit under Josh Allen, although Josh Allen's kind of flatlined a little bit after a little bit of a rocky start here to the season. And Kyler Murray, his base raw prism is going for right at $100 right now on Ooh, eBay. Really? This is up big, big time. I, I've got I've got a couple here, actually, that I bought before the season, and uh, I was buying them for $30 to $40 at that time. So... You can see there's a huge increase on his rookie cards right now uh, with the way he, he's playing. Yeah, and and here's a few things I would be cautious about when it comes to Kyler Murray. The first is he's been the best quarterback in the NFL, not named Tom Brady at this point. Now, he's not been the most surprising. That would be Derek Carr. A lot of people didn't expect he had it in him. Uh once again, I was one of the few that actually thought he did because he was top 10 in a lot of advanced QB metrics. Uh, so Kyler doing what he's doing right now is probably not as surprising as what uh, Derek Carr is doing right now. Okay. However, 
there's a few things you have to be skeptical about for Kyler Murray moving forward. The first, is Arizona really a true contender right now? Okay, yes, they are 2-0 and right now. And yes, that week one win against Tennessee was by far the best performance in week one out of any team. But they did get very lucky to beat Minnesota, okay? And remember this, the NFC West is loaded. And even though Seattle looked shaky this past weekend, I like Seattle a lot moving forward. Obviously, San Francisco, probably from top to bottom, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. And the Rams are probably the most talented roster in the NFL right now. I'm a little worried about the the Cardinals moving forward. Andy, uh, even though they, they are a really good team and they will be in playoff contention, because the NFC West is so deep, I do think Kyler can still perform, but they also still can keep losing bec- or they will start losing because of one person. I do not trust Cliff Kingsbury, their coach. I just don't. I I, I just think the other three coaches in this division – are so much better than him, and I and I'm I don't like Pete Carroll really at all. I I just think as far as Kyler is concerned, he still can put up really big numbers. But don't be shocked if you do see some Cardinals regression as far as them losing. Which is why I want to further ask you: How much does a team losing really affect player pricing? Well, I think it's all about kind of the race for MVP. You know, and that's where the eyeballs are going to go in the hobby. And if Kyler starts losing, because like you said, there are concerns, defensive concerns with Arizona, that secondary of Arizona is not good. Um, Not very good, except for maybe their slot corner, uh, Byron Murphy. I think he's pretty solid. But um, yeah, I mean, if they start losing, then, you know, the MVP is, is a narrative. It's, you know, the judges are... Joe Buck and Chris Collinsworth and all these other, you know, famous sports journalists and um, uh, I was going to say podcasters, but they're, they're, they're not podcasters, they're broadcasters. Uh, so, you know, uh, and, and if, if they start losing, then Kyler's going to fall out of that consideration for the MVP, even if he's playing great at a high level. And, and as a result, I think his rookie card prices are going to flatline. You know, they're going to flatline and just kind of slowly decrease, you know? So, yeah, those are the four big players, I think, is uh, in the hobby that have really, you know, moved the needle. Of course, you're always going to have the Bradys and 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 the Lamars, but those guys were, were such huge stars before then. I, it is pretty clear, though, that Kyler has taken a, a next-level jump, and especially if you plan on long-term holding, if you think Kyler is a next-decade star – what happens this year might not have any effect on you at all. But if you're in one of these positions where you're like, okay, I want to buy a very expensive Kyler card. I want to flip it later in the year. He better be in playoff contention. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. And they are 2-0, and but still, uh, I, I'm still very shaky on Cliff Kingsbury. Now, before we get to a few release dates, uh, we do want to talk running backs, right? Now, remember, Andy, your fantasy football card quest channel there's a reason why you have fantasy football in the title because well a lot of people that are in fantasy football i'll say this a lot of people that are in sports cards are also interested in fantasy football it is very interesting to point out Andy, uh, just based on your market research and speaking to people that you talk to every day on the fantasy football card quest 
Have you noticed anything as far as running back prices are concerned for for this year? Are they tanking? Are they going up? What what are you seeing? Well, it 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 does. I mean, uh, there's certain guys that have gone up a little bit, but it's very difficult to kind of move the needle on those guys because um, it is the injury concerns. There's a lot more volatility there with the running back position. I think a lot of guys are just nervous to spend too much on a rookie card of a running back that is not going to be in the league for a long time because of the, you know, the age production, age apex curve of a running back and uh, just the potential of them not being on the field throughout the season because the injury uh, risk is a lot higher. So it's harder to move the needle on those guys, although I definitely have seen significant movement on the big name guys, and it's primarily on eBay. There are uh, certainly collectors and investors out there that are are uh, targeting running backs, just not nearly as much as wide receivers and quarterbacks. Yeah, and look, there's two big running backs that have two high-profile stars uh, attached to their name. They were both top five draft picks. And I'm not going to lie, we kind of warned you about them before the season, and that's Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Look, Zeke's in a weird situation where his backup analytically is a better football player. Tony Pollard is just a better football player. Um, And then, of course, Saquon Barkley is on a bad offense. He was really bad on Thursday Night Football. I know that FedEx turf is is bad, but still, he, he had a bad game. I, I'm staying away from those guys. I don't know if you should fire sale right now, Andy. I know that a lot of people spent a lot of money just looking at eBay sales. People were, were, were getting Saquon cards for like well over you know, hundreds of dollars. Man, yes, they're stars. Yes, they're handsome and good looking. And yes, they have millions of followers on Instagram. But in the card market, that doesn't necessarily translate because if you're just not playing well, you know, no, who's going to want to buy you, right? Yeah, and I think your timing's just got to be precise on these running backs. So if you are a Saquon Barkley rookie card owner, and maybe you have spent considerable amount of money on those, obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell them right now. I would, I would hold them and um, wait till hopefully he has a, a huge game this year at some point. Hopefully that that happens. I mean, he's still pretty young. Right. So he's going to be around for a few more years. Hopefully at some point you're able to sell those at least break even, you know, maybe make a little bit of profit. But then I get out unless you really just want to collect Saquon Barkley cards, you know, in your collection. Uh, Same thing with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, and he's definitely he's basically at the top of that age apex to where at this point his production is is, uh, you know, could start going going down. But you, you got the guy. Right behind him, Tony Pollard. I've been investing in all offseason because I, uh, I was studying him and I saw how good of an athlete he was last year. And he's a 2019 rookie. He's well under that age apex. He's just getting going, you know. Right. And with the market size and everything, I saw a nice increase in Tony Pollard demand after this weekend. And he's a guy that I'm going to continue to buy low on until they're gone because – I mean, he's he's slowly but surely, I mean, getting quality touches, only three a fewer carries than Zeke this past week, but again, more more production, more quality production than Zeke in that offense. And we know what the big market size will do uh, to a player's rookie cards. 
Yeah, I want to get into a a few different topics. Obviously, we do hobby tip of the day. I want to go ahead and get into this one, Andy, uh, as far as releases are concerned, because it kind of goes along with, you know, our release dates here. Uh, Origins coming out October 6th. That's more of a higher end uh, auto set right there. And then also the Donruss complete set will hit retail shelves on October 6th. I was able to get my hands on a few of those last year. Uh, I, I like those. I like getting a complete set. Now, the question is, should you open a complete set or should you just keep it sealed? I opened it. I, I kind of liked opening it. I sold the rated rookie cards in that set. And what's very interesting, I, I'm going to be interested to see what the price point is on that on that box. Those complete set boxes, Andy, last year were $39 a pop. And the Justin Herbert card alone in those complete sets last year got up to like 70 and 80. And I just sold one of those before the season for like 20. I I, I like getting complete sets. I just think that that's cool there. I mean, a lot of people got into cards to do complete sets. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I love the complete set, especially if you can find it at retail prices. I, I, I was able to snag two of them last year. And absolutely, we'll look to grab some again this year, even if, uh, say, they're going for around $40 retail again, which I imagine they probably will. Right. If you find them on eBay for maybe maybe somebody's just trying to you know move them real quick, maybe they're selling them for 70 80 bucks. I still think that's a good investment because, like you said, you've got five first-round uh, rookie quarterbacks. You know, now Zach Wilson kind of showed his, his face, his small school face this past weekend with the four interceptions that could have been six but um you know you've got a really deep quarterback class in 2021 and you've also got some other incredible athletes i mean Najee harris has, is is emerging to be a tremendous running back in the nfl uh rondale moore incredible athlete you know so there's a bunch of other guys like that and out of the 2021 set uh, i didn't even mention your guy jamar chase you jamar. know who, who found Pater again you know with burrow even though Burrow was a little little shaky this past week, you know, a little shaky. That Chicago defense soldier field kind of turned it on there. But, um, yeah, absolutely, the complete sets are phenomenal because you get every single one of the rated rookies. And then you also get the deep sleepers that uh, that are rookie cards, but they're not a, considered a rated rookie. You don't know which one of those guys are going to uh, break out potentially and next year be a star and now you've got their their base rookie card and all those cards are like in perfect mint condition you know so i got a tyler johnson one right here look at that man your guy in minnesota he had a couple catches this week this past week you you better but i mean if mike evans antonio brown and 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 Gronk are ahead of you. Plus, with the way Godwin's playing now, it's yeah. going to be hard to get targets in that offense. Yeah, definitely going to be hard to get targets in that offense. But I'm sure Brady will find a way to get him uh, a reception in a in a primetime spot if he's got good enough talent. 2021 Pro Set Metal Football October 1st. Uh, that's unlicensed, correct, Andy? Unlicensed, yeah. It's a Leaf product, so you're really – uh, looking to chase autographs in there. Uh, you're, you're not going to see team logos or anything like that. Uh, but autographs are what's sought after. Most, almost all of those are going to be serial numbered as well. This is interesting. 2021 Panini National Treasures uh, College Football, October 20th. Uh, we'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode. But uh, absolute 
October 22nd, which of course, you know, isn't really a sought after brand, but you do have the famous Kaboom insert. The Kabooms, man, they get that comic book, you know, explosion look to them. They're, they're very popular among a lot of collectors and investors. And these are cards that go for thousands of dollars if you have the right player. One of the quarterbacks um, would be big time. And, and, I mean, I just like Kabooms in general. I, I don't know if I like the Kaboom insert over the Donruss insert. Uh, I, I the, the, the downtown uh, inserts, which, by the way, leads into our hobby tip of the day. Just because you get a box doesn't mean Donruss inserts are going to be in there. So I was able to get my hand on two boxes. I haven't opened the other one yet. And, uh, you know, look, this was retail like $28, $29. And Jamar Chase base was like the best card I got in there. I got a Rondale Moore in there as well. But still, just because you buy a retail box doesn't mean that you're going to get a Donruss pack. So my hobby tip of the day is – Yes, buy boxes at retail, but understand when you rip it that you're just having fun. It's a lottery, basically. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that, especially like the absolutes. You know, those kabooms are, they're case hits. So when we talk about cases, there's like, uh, you know, 12 hobby boxes in a case. And so, you know, in each hobby box is, you know, basically like four blaster boxes. So your odds of pulling one of those out of a retail blaster box are incredibly slim. Um, and, and you know, with with the, how many different or, or the print run on the base cards and Donruss, which is what you're probably likely to pull out of those cards. It's just your chances of paying off, you know, from what you're ripping out of there are, are low. So, yeah, if you're just doing it for fun, the entertainment value then absolutely go for it, you know, go for it. Yeah, and it's just always better to not buy a box, buy singles. And obviously, you know, with the Donruss base set, these are this is the highest these prices are going to be. Uh, I listened to, you know, my buddy Adam on a yours for sale talk about this recently about, you know, why do people still buy, you know, these these cards when, you know, there's all this research well, you want to know why? Because people just want it. When the new thing is out, people want it. They just do, right? So, like, look, I, this card right here should be sleeved because he's playing really well, but I pulled it out. Uh, uh, look, this is a rated rookie. I pulled a Micah Parsons, right? Defensive player, but he's probably the best defensive rookie in, in this class. I mean, he's balling, balling out. Yes, um, very good. And he's on, yeah. a, he's on one of the biggest markets in the NFL. Man, I flipped some Jalen Smith rookie cards, uh, Prism. Uh, look, Micah Parsons is going to be a big star. Yes, he's a defensive player and all that stuff, but there's going to be plenty of just Micah Parsons data, uh, rated rookies that are going to be out there. So uh, understand that, obviously, if you have some of these cards, it's best to just sell them now uh, unless you want to PC them. Like I said, I pulled a Jamar Chase. As you know, Andy, I'm a Jamar Chase PC guy, uh, so I'm not going to sell it. But still, you know, understand that this is as hot as a release is going to be. And just because you spend a lot of money on product doesn't mean that you're going to hit anything big. I had a friend buy nine blasters for not retail, and they pulled absolutely nothing. 
like uh, oh. just a, a, a few Zach Wilson base rated rookies. So understand that it is a lottery just because you get nine boxes doesn't mean that one of them is going to have a downtown. And it, this is very key as well. There are more downtowns out there because they made more downtown rookie cards uh, for this year. And Andy, I don't know if you saw this. There's a little bit of a controversy over the. Uh, did you see this? The the Justin. Yeah, no, no, that was absolutely stolen artwork. <laughs> so look, I don't. I, I'm going to let an investigation play out as far as that <laughs> is concerned. I don't want to say that it's absolutely, but it looks very, very suspicious. Okay, we won't. Speak I'm just going to say it. I'm going to come out and say it. Carter. You're just saying it. You're just saying it, man. The Justin her. Oh my god. I would be furious if that happened to me. Uh, so long story short, someone, uh, an artist who, who draws the Chargers uh, has this character named Bolt, and Bolt was on the Justin Herbert downtown insert. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just one of those things, right? Uh, but yeah, look, I love. I would love to hit one of these rare inserts. I've never hit one. I've never hit, and I've ripped a pretty fair amount of product. The highest, by far the best card of ever rip was uh, a Trevor Lawrence optic silver, and it wasn't really worth all that much when you think about it. So understand that even if you feel you're the luckiest guy in the world, you are not definitely going to get uh, a Justin Herbert card. And here it is right here for those watching on YouTube. Yeah, it. I mean, that looks with the characters in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the same poses and everything. It's like they just removed the background and the other stuff from that guy's artwork that he's been drawing for years and uh, put put it on the downtown Justin Herbert card. So this is why I got to subscribe to the YouTube as well to make sure you check out things such as that. Now, uh, before we get out of here, you know, obviously, Andy, uh, is there anything as far as like the the hobby is concerned after week two in the NFL that you think is like a, a, an overarching theme? I know you talk about it on your YouTube channel all the time, but is there is there just one thing that has stood out to you the most after the first couple of weeks? Uh, in terms of football cards, yeah, I would absolutely say that auctions throughout the week can still be had well under market value. For whatever reason, it, it's almost like um, people are, are very much, I'll, I'll, I don't know how many people this is in a ratio of the entire hobby and people in, in sports cards and football cards, but the auctions on the weekends are doing pretty well, but auctions throughout the week are still falling short, well below what buy it nows are going for on the weekends. And I've seen so many different examples in doing my research and looking at guys that uh, just had huge performances over the weekend. I'm looking at their buy it nows on Sunday of you know tony pollard and derrick henry and all these other athletes and you know cards are selling for 40 50 and then you look at auctions ending uh today and yesterday and they're going under those those market values what the auctions and the buy it nows were going for on sunday and i think it's just that those impulse buys on the weekend so just stay vigilant like you could potentially even find some 
nice uh, serial numbered or autographed cards of even these 2021 rookies in the Donruss set if you're watching the auctions. And there's a potential you could find some of these skill position guys that are a little bit, you know, further down the depth charts or just really haven't broken out yet. And uh, you potentially get them in an auction for uh, well under what they could be at the end of the day. True. And this is this honestly just is common sense as well. When you're selling a card, it is so important to think about the buyer. Okay, it takes it's and this is just going to be an overarching theme on this podcast. The one thing that I've learned is it is so much harder to sell a card than buy a card. Always understand that. Right. Um, And and look, when you think about it, when you end an auction just in the middle of the week, you're not going to have impulse people hopping on eBay because, look, what a lot of people do is they see someone ball out on Sunday and then they go to eBay to go buy a card. Okay. Now, if there's no football on a Wednesday, there's not going to be anybody impulsively just going on eBay. Something else a lot of people do, Andy, is they go look for a player on eBay that they're trying to impulse buy. But guess what? They're on the platform. So let's say they don't get that player. They'll search another player, right? So when it's Mm. in the middle of the week, no one's on there doing any of that. Uh, So, you know, as a buyer, understand that there are those opportunities. And then, you know, as a seller, understand auctions. You have to be really strategic about when you end auctions. And I I tried this strategy, Andy, when I talked about it with you prior. And guess what? You were right. Uh, You shouldn't end auctions at 3 p.m. on Sundays, uh, unless there's like rare circumstances. I thought that I won't get into my methodology about why, but it it, it just didn't work. I just think ending your auctions at night are always just going to be better just in general. But overall, buy it now is always going to be your, your best option unless you just absolutely need to sell the card. A- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless you want to force the sale, buy it now is the way to go. The way to go. Yeah. And look, always understand. I know we talk about eBay a lot here. And I'm not just, you know, talking about them just because, you know, I made a bunch of money on the platform recently. But there are other platforms out there. There's Starstock, ComC, Twitter, Instagram, all these things. Just obviously be careful, be uh, vigilant in, in whatever you do. But Understand that, you know, things can change in a heartbeat. Now, uh, before we get out of here, Andy, uh, is there any targets that just stand out to you? Is there a player that you're you're targeting or anyone uh, in, in particular uh, that, that you think it, it could be very opportunistic? Well, uh, we talked about my guy, Tony Pollard. So I, I won't uh, won't talk about him anymore. I'll kind of look uh, towards the future here. And uh, talk about a, a wide receiver that has had the second week in a row. So this guy's in a contract year, right? This guy's in a contract year. And so far through the first two weeks, he's found the end zone both weeks. He's also paired up with your 2020 Rookie of the Year. That's right. I'm talking Mike Williams on the Chargers. And uh, he's a 2017 rookie. He was number seven overall draft pick. I mean, came with a ton of draft capital, and now he's balling out with Justin Herbert this year, 
and this is a contract year for him. I expect this kind of play to continue as the Chargers have such an improved offensive line. This has bought Justin Herbert a lot more time in the pocket and able to hit Mike Williams on those deep routes. And that makes for some incredible highlights. I've also seen uh, a little bit of demand picking up in his rookie cards. And that 2017 product is beautiful. There's a high gem rate. I love it across the board. So that's that's my play for the week right now. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to give you someone that I would fade and be very careful about because there are some releases coming out and those pro uniform cards are going to hit all the rookie quarterbacks, all of them. Mm. Be very careful. Okay. I understand they're the rookies and I know Trevor Lawrence is the highest hyped rookie you'll ever see. Man, I just don't know if any of them have a great situation right now outside of Mac Jones. And I, I just don't know how good he is. Obviously, it's still so early, but I would be very mindful about buying any of these five guys. Uh, just be very careful. That's all, that's all I'm saying, right? Zach Wilson looks awful. I'm still high on him, but he looks awful right now. And uh, that was obviously one of the worst games you'll ever see. And once again, that was against Belichick, but still. I'm still going to stand by what I say about targeting players. Because the Titans found a way to win this past weekend, the AFC South is pure garbage. So we know the Titans, it's going to take an act of you-know-what for them to not find a way into the playoffs. Mm. And the Titans have some really interesting star players. Mm. Yes, he has started slow. I like A.J. Brown a lot. I still do. When you look at athletic mm. profile, whatever you want to mention, I'm still a big A.J. Brown guy. You could still get some good A.J. Brown rookies uh, for decent prices, and he's still very young. Uh, now, once again, Julio Jones is on that team. Derrick Henry's on that team. I made a good flip with Ryan Tannehill, but I still like A.J. Brown a lot, and uh, he's self-deprecating. He is a, a very big personality on social media, and I just think moving forward, he's going to be a really big star. Uh, Andy, That's a great fun pick, episode. man. Yeah, this was a fun episode, man. Um, as always, tell people why they should join the Fantasy Football Card Quest Patreon. Oh, well, over at the Fantasy Football Card Quest Patreon, I am doing my best. and actually had some really, really good picks last week. You know, I per I, every week I go in, I predict the future. So you get early access to my videos that release on YouTube. You get early access to this podcast right here. You also get bonus articles for me from me every week predicting the future based on this in-depth research. And last week I was predicting, uh, telling people to buy Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney rookie cards because of the Justin Fields hype. And not thinking that Andy Dalton would get hurt, which is what ended up happening. And it looks like Justin Fields is going to get the start this week. And those cards are going to go up significantly. You watch. But just for the fact that, you know, the Bears fans are not going to put up with Andy Dalton's poor performance. And so you get uh, you get all that. And then you get Discord benefits. Um, and I do a monthly giveaway. We got Fantasy Leagues going in there as well. So... Hop in it. It's it, and we're also an independent show, so it's really you know you want to earn our our respect and our love, and that's the best way to do it, guys. So we really appreciate your support. And that's all there is to it, man. I actually take that back. Uh, what I said a minute ago. If there was one rookie quarterback I like a lot, it would be Justin Fields. Chicago, 
They've never had a star quarterback since what the McMahon, maybe. Uh, Justin Fields is going to be a superstar in Chicago. He's Andy. I'm Carter. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Let's go. Let's go. Peace.